genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one big statue-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 178, which starts with uh, the same shot of the two uh, figures that make up the Argonoth, and ends with Frodo gathering his things in the boat as it makes shore. Yeah, he's like starting to stand up and pulling up his pack. Yeah. And he looks very uneasy. Mm-hmm. So this is a minute with no dialogue. None. Absolutely zero. Uh, pretty music and pretty scenery. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite miniature shot in the movie. Okay. Is this zoom around the Argonath. Mm. There's just so much going on in the scenery, despite this being a, a minute with like no dialogue, no action. It's just a scenery shot. Yeah. So the Argonath are two seven-foot-tall miniatures. They're just two seven-foot-tall statues. Which makes them not really miniatures because they're statues of people. Right. So it's just two statues of people. They're a little over six and a half feet, almost seven feet tall. They were not made the same way a lot of the other things made out of the polyurethane uh, construction foam were made. Yeah. Because these were not hand-carved in-house. They were sent out and milled by machine into the pieces that they wanted, and then the detail was added in the shop later. And then they, like, assembled it, like, brick by brick? And then they assembled it. Or, like, section by section? Yeah, to give it that made-out-of-brick look, where yeah. there's all the lines. You can see the individual stones, the mortar lines, in these miniatures, and they're gorgeous. The effect, like, really, like, pulls itself off here. Yeah. And you get... There's so much going on here, because there's such... There's so many composite shots. There's map paintings in the background of pretty much this whole minute. There's composites with real photography, a little bit of digital pickup, and the miniatures being added in. Uh-huh. And one of the coolest things for me in this this sweep around the Argonath starts when you're looking at it from Mary and Pippin's perspective. Because for the tracking shot on location, they matched the miniature tracking to the natural rocking of the boat with the camera. What? Yeah. They just put a camera in a boat, let it down the river, by where they were going to put the Argonath in, and they kept picking shots where the camera was kind of steady to go by. Yeah. But Peter Jackson was like, no, we're in a boat. This tracking shot needs to rock. That's crazy. You need to match the rocking of the boat on the river for the tracking for where you're dropping this miniature in. And the effect sells it. It really sells it. Madman Peter Jackson strikes again. That's insane. And it's subtle, but it really sells it as almost feeling like a piece of the scenery. Yeah. It's one of the better visual effects across the trilogy for me. From Mary and Pippin's perspective, that boat, that camera shifts back and forth. Just a little. That's really cool. Yeah, I really like the the detail work on um, 
our bearded friend's shoulder on the arm that he's sticking out. Yeah. There's, uh, like, you can clearly see the lines between the stones instead of just one piece of stone. Yeah. And then even his head, like, the his head is divided into sections, like, horizontal yeah. uh, slices. Yeah. So, and if you... If you're looking as the the shot climbs, yeah, uh, and even in even the shot as it's climbing isn't a totally steady cam. It's you can see the dugout quarry in the side of the ravine, where they must have dug out stones to build this with the stonework nearby. Okay, and part of a wall built out to them. Yeah. So like, there's there's just so much detail. And so much to kind of surmise and infer from how these were built just in how the miniature is put together. Yeah. Like how these must have been constructed in lore. Well, I really like um, the fact that, I mean, these are supposed to be like close to 3,000 years old. No, these were built, um, I think they I think they were built like oh, am I wrong? 500 or so years after the the fall of Sauron is these were built um by a guy whose name I'm not sure how to start pronouncing begins with an R Remendakil or something like that he was a a Gondorian king yeah uh the Silmarillion and the other texts about the Argonath dis like contradict each other about how when it was built because the Silmarillion mentions it being built like right at the end of the second age, but other materials say that it was built in the third age after the deaths of Isildur and Anarion. Yeah. So it was built during his, during Romendakil's reign, Romendakil II. Uh, so this was built sometime after. I, I'm not sure exactly how old the Argonath is. I think there's a build date for it uh, in some sources, but they contradict. So. Well, okay. It's at least like 2,000 years because old. It's old. Isildur dies at like year two of the third age. Right. And this is 3017? Yeah, we're in 3019. Yeah. So if even if they were built 500 years after his death, it's yeah. still almost 3,000 years old. Yeah. It's like 2,500 years old. Right. Um, two millennia and a half. Right. Like, so they old. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. Oh, I really liked the fact that they paid such attention to the weathering of the stone. Yeah. Um, and you can even see like some, some like lichen on his shoulder growing. Yeah, and at the the edge of his helmet, right before his face, on yeah, the, on the right side. Yeah. Um. And it's really cool, like, considering that these are old as balls, that they're still standing. And they're yeah. not, like... It's not like the Sphinx that's, like, the nose is missing or whatever. Well, part of the reason the Sphinx is uh, beat up is uh, it was shot at on several occasions that's in the modern era. People suck. Yeah. People suck. Yeah. Respect that's... the giant stone statue. Right? Come to life and crush you. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing about the Sphinx, the reason it's so deteriorated is like, one, it's been damaged by people 
since the the time of Napoleon. Um, maybe. And the people have messed with it. And two, the face that's on it probably isn't the face that it was originally built with. It was a reconstructed face uh, later. And it also deteriorated. I know next to nothing about Egyptology. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, people suck. End of story. But <laughs> I don't know. I just really like the attention to detail that goes into this miniature. I mean, all the miniatures, there's insane attention to detail. And everything about this movie is the bird nest is the thing I love. To detail. Yeah, the bird nest in his eye. Yeah. And then the birds take off. Yeah. I love this shot. I really do. This is this is the shot for me that just kind of sells the grandness of middle earth right and also the history too yeah because this is the this is the only like big historical landmark that's not a building that you see well we see some that's like man-made we see some ruins um during the fight scene right but this is like this is still standing this is like the pyramids yeah like, this is like if the Colossus of Rhodes was still there. That's true. You know, it's it's just, it's such a big, fantastical thing. Mm-hmm. Also, this the distant shot, just as you pass the, the head of one of the Argonauts, and you're looking down the river where it opens up a little more right before the falls of Raros. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a gorgeous shot. New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> Um, Barry Osborne is like, this place doesn't exist. You cannot see that scenery from New Zealand because this is a composite shot with a matte painting and some digital elements mm. to blend it. This, this scene doesn't exist in real life. You can kind of see, I think we have it paused on the shot and you can kind of see where the matte painting starts. Yeah. Um, and the photography begins unless yeah. I'm making that up. It also could be just the light. No, I think they did a really cool job of blending it together yes um just like the angle s- of the light and everything like i think some of the rocks in the foreground are digital on the right side in the bottom corner and that some of that where blends the, into the background where the quarries are supposed to be yeah uh and then it sort of blends into photography and then near the top of the screen where it blends into the matte painting there's a little more digital work yeah and then matte painting in the back and then the digital work of the foam in the background for the waterfall yeah it's really cool. It's a really pretty shot. Yeah. I um, I really um, like I really like the Argonauts too because uh up till this point uh we've seen evidence of like the history of Middle Earth like but it's been so alien like yeah. the 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 two different elven cities, you know, have been there forever, but they're still being lived in. Yeah. And the the dwarven mines are old and very beautiful in their own way, but it's also very foreign. Yeah. Um. To to us, it's a completely different, like made up fantasy culture. Same with the elves. Yeah. So it's those are like the fantastical elements, but I really like this because you know your audience is human yeah and this is a thing that humans do we just make big stone stuff yeah 
We just for, build monuments. For the sake of like, you know, hey, these two dead guys were cool. Let's make a giant freaking statue. Yeah. <laughs> like people do that. And I think that's really cool. I and, think And we've always done it. Right. I think that really kind of cements I think this is the shot that really cements Middle Earth for me because it is so grounded in both like real human history and the history of Middle Earth. Right. Because this uh I also I love the pose of the Argonath because this is the northern border of Gondor. Stop. And it's a halt who goes there pose. Yeah. It's not just like really, it's not like solemn passive statues. They're in a, they're in a pose that is like trying to tell you something. Right. Like stop, regard yourself, remember where you are now. Yeah. And they do like Aragorn and we have Aragorn's reaction yesterday, but we get Boromir's reaction today. Yeah. He comes out of his little bitter state a little. Yeah. Um, and he's, his, his whole expression changes and he's filled with wonder and awe and Merry and Pippin are the same way. I I get the feeling that Boromir has never seen these. I don't think so either. Like he, cause well, why would what, he have? Yeah, exactly. Why would he have gone this far? I think Aragorn probably has. Well, no, he said long if I... Oh yeah, he does say long have I yeah. long long have I wanted to look upon my kin. Yeah. That's true. So he hasn't, which is kind of odd to me because... This is not that far from Lothlorien, and he's traveled south before. I don't think he's... I don't think he would have traveled on the river. Mm. They're traveling on the river out of necessity. Right. If he's tracking something, it's really hard to track something on the river. That's true. And he's usually the one doing the tracking. I, I just feel like he's had opportunity to at least walk out to this place and look at these. Well, not if he's... um you know trying to get the orc population or <laughs> just track we got to control the orc population yeah. it's very tenuous balance there are permits involved oh no that's not what i meant you know orc raids yeah i know what you mean <sighs> let's hunt some orc <laughs> right yeah <laughs> he he's doesn't gonna, have a permit for he's gonna apply for his orc hunting permit no that's terrible orcs are people too you know, bow hunting, you don't need a permit. That's oh a special case. <laughs> no. Stop. Argonath, stop. Stop. Full stop. Two stops. So I have a question about these two dudes. Yeah. Um, The one on the left as you're approaching is clean shaven. Yeah. And very youthful looking. The one on the right as you're approaching has a beard and looks older. Right. So, is that one supposed to be Isildur because he's the oldest son and he died later? I guess. But, I mean, the only depiction we have of Isildur in this movie is clean-shaven. Or scruffy. Yeah, he doesn't have a beard. He's got war face. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple instances of Anarian showing up in uh, video games. Yeah. And he has a beard. Okay. But he is the younger brother. He's the younger brother. And he died first. Yeah. So. Do you think that because. But they were both like a hundred or something when this happened. Yeah. But Ar look at Aragorn. Aragorn's 87 and he's still hot. Right. <laughs> I'm. It's probably. 
I imagine that it's just like stylized. Yeah, because it's so long after their death. Yeah. Well, then some guy was building this to be like, I want to build a great wonder of Gondor. Would it be, um, a sealer, um, on the right because he's the older one, or would it be Anarian on the right because his family is like the ruling king of Gondor? It also the the tell that it might be Isildur that is the one with the beard is the sword. Ooh. Contextual clues. That's because a good if point. it's Narsil. Uh can you see this? Yeah, he's the only one holding a sword. You can see the hole in the hilt at the wide shot. Oh. Okay. So our bearded friend with the bird nest is supposed to be a sealed door. And then his brother would be... Anarian. Anarian. Which is kind of cool because, I mean, coming, facing them, they're on... Anarian's on the left and Isildur's on the right. But if you were, like, standing from their perspective, Anarian is, like, Isildur's right-hand man. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's definitely Narsil. Yeah, as you get closer, I wonder if you get a better look at it from below. I don't think so. When it when it really comes in from the Mary Pippin perspective? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely That's Narsil. really cool. You know, I've really, I've never noticed the fact that he was holding a sword before. Yeah. It kind of blends into the cloak as it goes down right, the yeah. statue. But that's definitely, like, he's definitely clutching the hilt to his chest. Yeah. That's really and, awesome. And it's definitely the hilt of Narsil. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, that which, so that would be Isildur, but in the movie I wonder if we're supposed to take this as uh Elendil. Elendil and Isildur. And Isildur. We're not told in yeah. the movie. Because Elendil has a beard. Yes. When he perishes. Yeah. So in the movie this is probably supposed to be Elendil. I mean, but why would they change it? I mean, it's like a, the the shot is really long, but we don't, it's just. You he, get a shot of the other statue as well. He says, my kin. Yeah. Look at those big old toes. So. So that tells you how tall these are, that shot with the. Right. With the boat at the feet. Hmm. Yeah, because there that's also obviously a Gondorian helmet. Right. Yeah. So these are either so in the movie these might be supposed to be Elendil and Isildur, but as described, it's Isildur and Anarian. Yeah. I wonder if because their helmets are different, their helms are different. Yeah. So I wonder if If we go back to the prologue. If we go back to the, the the dark ages if we look at the stylized helmets if they're similar or different i think you're right i think these helmets are very very similar to the ones worn by elendil and isildur in yeah, because because Isildur has like the Thor wings on the side. Yeah, he's got the wings and his the nose bridge 
and the the side bits. And Alendo has like the the, the, the plume on the front. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think these are supposed to be Alendo and Isildur. Very cool. It kind of bugs me that they changed it, but I understand why. But knowing more, learning more about, yeah, that's definitely his helmet. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. There's so much detail in that shot where you're looking up at it. There's mm -hmm. so much in the statue. That's super cool. I've never made that connection before. So you get when we're we're really breaking it down. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Because I think it would make no sense for um, Elendil to be holding a sword that was like complete. For Isildur to hold or, a complete yeah, sword? Yeah, for Isildur to be holding a sword that was not in shards because that is his legacy. Yeah. Because here the sword is for the most part it looks whole. whole. Yeah. Yeah. Which do you think that in the timeline of this movie these were constructed before they died? Because these are supposed to be like likenesses. Like this is like pre-sword shattering. I mean, it might also just be because it's a tribute to Elendil first, because he was the first High King of Gondor. Oh. Of 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 the realms in exile, Arnor yeah. and Gondor. He was the first High King. I don't know. It kind of bugs me. It. Uh, I don't know. I just like the Aragorn Boromir and the two brothers, brother kings parallel but yeah this is a really cool detail that i've never picked out before so that's awesome i love yeah. when that happens right i love learning new stuff yes <laughs> and uh the shot after you see the foot you can see the quarry carved out in the side mm -hmm. and it's very it's stepped up and you can even see kind of a flat part on top of the other statue's arm that's touching the side of the ravine mm -hmm. where it looks like a path where they would have brought blocks up to build the top oh, half of the so statue sick. that's rad that's awesome like yeah it, i just love the attention to detail in this this step because you got to figure sitting down in a boat they're like three yeah, feet tall there's the steps where they were building and you can see his hand over there yeah but the top of the statue is like relatively flat that's cool because they would have had to have walked up there to put the blocks for the head yeah that's awesome. It was aliens. <laughs> it was aliens. And in the hand, you can see so many different blocks. Yeah. Making up the segments of the joints and the fingers and stuff. Yeah. This is rad. I was worried we wouldn't have stuff to talk about. <laughs> no, this, it really is. This is my favorite miniature shot in the movie because this is the, this is the shot to me that sells that Middle Earth could be real. Yeah, I agree. So, we are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Uh, check us out there, as well as Back to the Future Minute, Harry Potter Minute, and Spider-Man Minute, if you're interested in other Movies by Minutes podcasts. Uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone enjoyed Statue Talk, and we will be back tomorrow for some more stuff. Bye. Bye.
了。